on this week's episode of Today I Would Like to Share My Favorite Book Ever Hilarious Things People Actually Believed as Kids High Stakes Hollywood Hello and welcome to Today I Would Like to Share where we take the time out of our quarantine lives to share the things important to us. My name is Jordan, and with me today, I have the most gullible man in the world, Kyle. Yeah, uh, one time a man uh, convinced me uh, that this crown he had was actually uh, Queen Elizabeth II's crown, and I bought it off him for like $2,000, but it ended up just being a Burger King paper crown, so uh, that was rough. Yeah, the jewels... I mean, they look pretty realistic on this. Yeah, I thought so too. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> and a man who practices astral projection every night before bed, Andrew. Look, somebody's got to tuck you guys in, and so I'm just checking on you. <laughs> yeah, thanks, I man. That. I really appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so, how do you like is... watch over us as we sleep too? Because like. I'm convinced there's a monster under my bed. But yeah, this every time me, I tell my girlfriend to look, she says there's nothing. Well, I'm pretty quick with shutting my 3DS, but usually it's the light for my 3DS. So you're sensing. It makes a lot of sense. That man, that reminds me of. Ah, God damn it! There is a game that I had on uh, just Nintendo DS, the, the normal one, uh, or the first one that came out. Yeah, and um, it was the most ridiculous game. And it's like it's impossible to find because it was one of those just like weird developers that put out weird stuff. But it was a game where you're a nature spirit. And it was a lot like Pikmin where you like you entered a level and then there was a whole bunch of uh, like machines and smog monsters that you would have to fight with little squirrels that you would like uh, grow out of the ground. And uh, so you had to like work your way through the map and defeat like the boss of that level. But it was the craziest thing. There was a whole bunch of different kinds of squirrels that did different things. It was it was bananas. And I'm so sad that I can't find out what that game was called. But um, it was like the coolest thing ever. Unique. It was the most unique thing ever. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like a good use of squirrels. You don't see squirrels utilized in video games very often, to be honest. Especially as a force of good. Usually yeah. if they're in there, they're annoying as shit. I don't know <laughs> why, but that description of that game and your excitement for it. Reminded me of the first time I ever played Ape Escape. Mm. Dude, Ape Escape's yeah. a great game. That was, yeah, that was a shit when it Do first you... came out. First game Do to you... use joysticks, too. Yeah, do, do oh, really? analog. Do yeah. analog. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Uh, do you ever think back to the first time you did something and remember how much you enjoyed it, but you can't, like... But if you went and played it now, it'd be, it'd be stupid, right? Like... Yeah. Or you can't just you just can't view things with the same eyes as you did before, but you can remember viewing them for the first time. I remember when I first played the uh, the demo for Guild Wars Two, and just remember thinking it was the most beautiful thing, and I can remember what I saw. But if I go back there and go to the same area with the same character and do the same stuff, it's just dull now. Yeah, but uh, Guild Wars Two first time playing that was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, the, like leveling up experience for all the starting areas is really mm-hmm. awesome yeah there was a lot of cool stuff in that game for sure but uh yeah i feel anyway. like i've had that experience for mo like 
basically any MMO RPG that I've yeah. that I actually <laughs> yeah they always enjoyed. hook you in the beginning pretty well yeah I, the first ten levels are always so much fun and then the rest yeah. of it's like wait this is this is more repetitive and less rewarding than Animal Crossing I think I'm just gonna go play Animal Crossing <laughs> well what about the, you guys remember the guy that didn't pick a side in WoW and he just leveled his panda up by picking flowers. Yeah, the neutral panda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Herbalism and mining for yeah. forever. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds awesome. brutal, to be honest. Anyway, I anybody have a topic? Today? Oh, <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, it's weird how I uh, how we brought topics. I thought we were just going to play talk about video games the entire time. I mean, it's normally what we do. Okay. That's our new show starting next week. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So today I would like to share my favorite book ever. Uh, definitely a recommendation for everybody if you haven't read it before. But uh, anybody want to guess what my favorite book is? I feel like I know this one. You probably do. I, I talk about it excessively. Yeah. Yep. It's Clifford the Big Red Dog. Absolutely, dude. I just can't get enough of that big red-ass dog. Damn, I was thinking of one fish, two fish. Oh, yeah. oh, no, fuck that book, dude. I hate it. I remember when I was a kid, my mom was reading me that book, and she got to... Um, wait, no, sorry, it's a different one. This was Ose Can You See. Or say, Ose Can You Say. But she just got to a page and went, oh, God, and then stopped reading it to me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, my favorite book of all time is The Ultimate Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yep. Uh, Douglas Adams is one of the best authors of all time. Um, just hilarious in a way that I don't want to say is unprecedented or unmatched, but definitely up there with one of the best comedy writers of all time. And... I've been thinking a lot about this today about why why I think it's so funny and why I like it so much. And um, one of the reasons is is because it's incredibly simple. And I don't mean like he's a dumb author. That's obviously not what I mean. But it's so broken down. It's so like reductive in a way that is interesting and actually informative and um, easy to digest that it got like all the jokes just hit you like a ton of bricks. Like, they're so often just subverting expectations in a way that catches you off guard and makes it so enjoyable. Um, ha- have you guys read any of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books? I have not. Yeah. Really? Okay, cool. Have you seen the movie? Nope. Yep. Wow. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. No, that's great. Because uh, I've definitely put that on your list. At least the first book. Um, is definitely worth a read. I, don't, tr- don't try to marathon all five because that's rough. Um, every time I try to do that, I end up in the fourth book and just like, okay, I'm done for now. Um, but I have some quotes here uh, that kind of illustrate why I like it so much. And uh, the first one is, um, the ships hung in the sky in much the same way that bricks don't. Uh and it man i just i love it so much because again like i was saying it subverts your expectations you're expecting some nice imagery of birds or maybe a hummingbird but no it's uh it's a you contrast it to a brick which is just fun um 
see here. Um, you know, said Arthur, it's at times like this when I'm trapped in a Vogon airlock with a man from Beetlejuice and about to die of asphyxiation in deep space that I really wish I'd listened to what my mother told me when I was young. Why? What'd she tell you? I don't know. I didn't listen. <laughs> That's great. Um, let me get one more in here. Oh, yeah. Uh, make it totally clear that this gun has a right end and a wrong end. Make it totally clear to anyone standing at the wrong end that things are going very badly for them. If that means sticking out all sorts of spikes and prongs and blackened bits all over it, then so be it. This is not a gun for hanging over the fireplace or sticking in the umbrella stand. It is a gun for going out and making people miserable. I just, I just love those quotes. They're, uh, it, it, man, the writing's so good and I enjoy them so much. Uh, even the movie was okay. <laughs> even the movie but, uh, was okay. It was, it was definitely okay. Um, I just like the guy who plays Arthur Dent. I think he's like, he, he's a fun actor. But, um, Jordan, which ones have you read? I think I've read the first three. First three? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, first one's definitely the best one, but... Yeah. It's, it's so good, and, like, each book... It, it follows four characters, five characters, and, uh... It kind of makes it what's what makes it really good. What makes it really bad is because putting those characters in different situations and seeing how they act. Arthur, the straight man from Earth, Ford Prefect, the uh, the crazy hitchhiking alien who's seen everything, um, Zavad Beeblebrox, who's the president of the universe, and then Trillian, uh, who's another human from Earth who left with Zavad Beeblebrox uh, to go explore the galaxy, and then Marvin, the depressed robot. Um, there's just so many things about it that uh, that really are. are catchy and pull you in marvin the depressed robot was an experimental personality robot um who has like all the intelligence in the world uh and uh just like and just seeing him like interact with everything is really funny there's this one point when he's talking to a mattress and he goes see listen like i'm way too smart for you like just think of a number and the mattress is like uh five and he goes wrong see i'm smarter (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) like what does that mean but a lot of like the recurring themes or like, a recurring bit in the books is uh, the answer to life, the universe, and everything, which I think most people have heard about at this point in time. Uh, but it, it's forty-two, the, the answer to life, the universe, and everything, and they they build this huge computer to, to figure this out, and the computer figures it out and tells it to him. But the people are like forty-two. What does that mean? And the computer's like, I don't know. Like you told me to find the answer to the universe. You didn't sit like if you don't understand it, maybe you should find the question to the answer. So then there's like a whole bit about making a computer to find the question to the answer. But uh, it always comes up in the books in the most unexpected ways. Uh, and it's just fun. And it's it's a good time. It's it's like never any low points. It's just, it's, it's good, dry British humor all the way through. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, always been on my list of books to mm-hmm. read, and I just haven't gotten around to it, but I will eventually read that one. You're certainly not the first yeah. person to recommend it to me mm-hmm. and tell me that it's, like, one of the funniest books they've ever read. So Yeah. Me and Mitch both have tattoos from it, which is Don't Panic, which is what's printed on the cover of the uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so 
with that in mind, my question for today is, uh, what's your guys' favorite book? I think we talked about this. Did we talk about this in recording? Or was it just after? Not entirely was... certain. I'm sure we've talked yeah, about it, I. though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's hard for me to narrow it down, to be honest. I go back and forth between a lot of different books, claiming them mm-hmm. as my favorite, depending on the mood I'm in, to be honest. Um, but oftentimes it comes down to two. Uh, first, which is Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which is mm. a book by Philip K. Dick. And it's also the inspiration for the movie Blade Runner. Yeah, okay. and that movie's incredibly good. Or that movie's pretty good, but that book is incredibly good. And um, probably my second favorite book, or I tied with first, depending on my mood, is Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. That's a great book as well. Another sci-fi book, but just a mind trip, and also like very humorous, uh, but a little dark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would say pretty dark. A lot of that book is sad. Like, it's sad in a way that isn't, like, oh, look, his puppy died. But Yeah, but um, it's written in a way where he's not dragging you through the sadness. And it's yeah, certainly yeah. humorous the majority of the time. He's got a yeah, very dark very humor. Yeah. I agree. Jordan? I need to actually read that book. That's on my list after you recommended it. Um, it's also pretty hard for me to narrow it down. Um, one of my, I guess I kind of have two that stick out. One of them is the 50 minute hour by Robert Lidner. And that, that's an old one that was written back in the sixties, late fifties, early sixties. Um, and that, it's a, it's a weird book. Um, basically as an old psychologist that took some of the stories that he heard from some of his clients and put them in a book. And there's just some weird stuff in there. Very fascinating, though. And then I love true crime like mm-hmm. books. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites is Zodiac. Um, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever read that book, but Mm-mm. man, it, it's a ride. It's a great book, and that's also one of my favorite books. Movie is super good as well. But I don't know. Those two probably stick out in my mind yeah. a lot. I know obviously there's some that I'm missing, but yeah. I'm a big fan <laughs> of true crime or anything about psychology, really. Turns out there's a lot of really good books out there. It's hard to narrow it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm sad. I just like, I don't read as much as I used to. And it's not that I don't have time, I just don't. And it's yeah, kind of sad. But I have a book I'm taking up north with me this weekend, and hopefully I get through at least a quarter of it nice so fingers crossed i'm slowly making my way through the expanse series right right now and i highly recommend both the books and the show yeah. i think they're both yeah, really I well did done those on a audio yeah book. and i'm i'm like book six which is crazy um but yeah man talk about a series that keeps on giving that one's great yeah it I, does not I, slow I down check that out for sure I mean, even if you don't want to spend money on the books, just watch the shows on Amazon Prime because they are incredibly similar to the books. I think there's like there's a couple relationships they they like they touch on a little bit more in the show, um, just to make more drama, you know, because mm. it's a TV show. But um, 
I just I watched the first like four seasons and then just picked up on the book that was next and I didn't miss anything. So yeah, I wanted to watch the show too. I was thinking about that real quick before we disperse this conversation. Have you guys <laughs> ever read the Wheel of Time series? No, no. that one's always it's seemed incredibly daunting fantasy. to get into. I've heard really good it stuff is... about it, but it just goes on forever. So it seems like if you it... start it, you gotta dedicate your life to finishing it. <laughs> it does go on forever, but it is it's very good. How many like books fantasy. are in it? I think there's nine now. I think one came out like two years ago. I haven't read the newest one, but I, I read all the other ones back in the day. Um, but great series. I would recommend at least reading the first book. Super good book. So. Yeah. Okay. Is is it worth just reading the first book? I think so. I think yeah. I think so. Okay. And I mean, Robert Jordan is one of my favorite authors of all time. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's my book recommendation for this week. Well, thank you for sharing, Kyle. Get out there and read, nerds. And play video games. Do that too. But that's the reason why I'm not reading. So maybe <laughs> play less video games and read more. Just Same. alternate. Moderation. Alternate. That's a that's a good uh, that's some good advice. Well, we know that Kyle is gullible. Uh, are you a gullible person, Andrew, or were you back in your childhood? Um, you know, I think we all like to claim that we're not gullible and that we're, you know, critical thinkers, skeptics when we need to be. But I don't know. I'm probably more gullible than I think. All right. All right. Well, I, go honestly, ahead. though, even though you said I'm gullible in the thing, I really am. Because I, I will take a good story over the truth any day of the week. Um, and that, that that's to an extent. Like, if somebody tells me that uh, 5G towers are causing COVID-19, then I'm, you know, I'm obviously not going to believe them. But I'll definitely listen because I'm always down for a good story. What if I told you that computer ink companies are making salamanders go extinct because it's the easiest way to get red ink for printers is that killing salamanders? totally possible <laughs> if that is true it's uh unaware to me well i mean they make purple dye out of crushed snails so i have no problem oh i know that a lot of colors came from ready. some weird stuff yeah yeah pigments well, a weird industry other than your pocket falling just now <laughs> Wait, i <huh>? <laughs> i do have a topic and today I would like to share some hilarious things people actually believed as kids. Okay. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I'm way muse, muse underneath the truck. <laughs> Just use strength on it. I'm ready to check all the boxes for the ones I fell for. I yeah. Uh, yeah, I found a list of a bunch of them. I'm only gonna read a select few, but uh, I, I really think some of these are hilarious and. I know I thought some of this is when I was a kid. Um, obviously, probably the most famous one was, I believe that if I ate a watermelon seed, a watermelon would grow mm. in my stomach. See, that's the problem, though, because it was on an episode of Rugrats, and everybody yeah. knows kids believe everything that's on TV. True. Well, I remember, yeah, I remember seeing that on Rugrats, but I also remember, like, that just being an urban legend that people would talk about at school mm -hmm. and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, like, my parents knew that one from when they were kids, too, I think. <laughs> wow. 
It's funny how that's <laughs> But see, the problem is, is kids just, screw, I mean, parents mess with their kids. Right. They weren't like going to tell me that it wasn't true. <laughs> they were like, yeah, don't swallow those. Ha ha ha. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> this, this next one, I never believed it as a kid, but I do remember my grandparents telling me like, oh yeah, back in my day, this is how it was. But uh, it's, I believe that people in the past lived in a book lived in a black and white world because old pictures mm. were only black and white. I, I don't uh, think I ever believed that when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense why people would believe that, though. Like, there's old televisions in black and white. There's pictures in black and white. The only thing that's like, hmm, sorry, that doesn't work is paintings. But I guess yeah. the paintings could have been painted in black and white, and then when color was invented, it was just became color. But I don't know. I don't know. You have to be born in a very specific time where like i don't know it just doesn't make any sense like it's not like our eyeballs changed right <laughs> but dude here's the thing kids are stupid i know yeah. i know i can understand why some kids would believe that if they were but they, yeah. you would almost have to be coached into believing it by you know mm-hmm. a parent agreeing with you immediately or something because what man you can you can just a quick sidetrack uh, to add to this story. A podcast I listened to, this dad told his daughter that because uh, she didn't want to be potty trained. And he told her that, it asked her if she liked bears. And she said, yes. He goes, well, bears eat poop, but only out of the toilet. So if you want to feed the bears and don't want them to die, you had to poop in the toilet. Wow. <laughs> and it worked. So, Well, we got to save those bears, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I got to save those bears. I do my I do my job at once every day. Feed them bears. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you doing to save the bears? Huh? <laughs> At least I boop. I don't I don't I don't like forest fires. Is that good enough? <laughs> no. Can't do All right, I got a couple more for us. <laughs> um <laughs> Not if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> this sorry. one is uh this one I love this one. I think it's hilarious. Um I believe that school buses ate the little kids that got on them every morning. <laughs> I always saw them get picked up, but was never there when they got dropped off. Wow, okay, that's very specific. That must have been an only child, right? Yeah. I, yeah, like a lonely child that got drove to school every day, but <laughs> way after the bus left. Him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Went to a different side of the school to get out than where the bus was letting <laughs> the kids off. Like Maybe it's a homeschool kid. Yeah, homeschool. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. that could be it, yeah. Um, Did you guys grow up? I'm sorry, go ahead. I grew up. No, it's not important. Yeah, I'm not. I'm no longer well. a kid. <laughs> <laughs> At least I like to think so. Did you? I mean, physically, I'm older. Like, I've aged, but mentally, I'm not sure. That's good. Did you guys grow up I, around any homeschool kids? I knew some. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're always just a little bit weird because of like the less social interaction that yeah, they get. Just, yeah, just. No, I feel like I shouldn't say always. That's a pretty big generalization. I feel like it's I, possible. Yeah, I feel like most of them do end up doing other stuff, like join a sports league or something that gives them social yeah. exposure. Because I, I feel like the the few that I knew, I met through hockey. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, I like this one as well. I believe that lightning came from the flash of a huge camera in the sky. So every <laughs> time I saw lightning, I would smile really big. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared shitless of of lightning when i was younger um because lightning meant tornadoes in my head which it kind of does but um i wish somebody would have told me that maybe i wouldn't have been so scared 
when I was real young, I was scared shitless of lightning too because my brothers told me that if it hit the house, it would blow up and we'd all die. <laughs> wow, man, brothers, there's something. I've always kind of liked thunderstorms because they sounded cool, and we would get like you know like those rolling storms with heat lightning up in the clouds where it'd be like super mm-hmm. high and never all that scary. And uh, we would sit outside and watch them and listen to them. It'd be fun. Hell yeah. After I realized that if it hit the house, we wouldn't die, I loved them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until then, I was like, oh shit. That's understandable. I yeah. I don't want to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I would, I would get so panicked that I would just, I would worry myself to sleep. Just, I would exhaust myself and pass out. Yeah, that's not Jeez. a fun way to fall asleep. No. no. I was, you know, a couple years ago when I started you having know, panic attacks, I was all surprised. I'm like, man, like, where'd these panic attacks come from? Turns out, had them my whole life. I just thought I was weird. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's how dogs and like animals feel during thunderstorms too. Yeah, because I mean, most dogs hate hate thunderstorms. Mm-hmm. At least I know all of my dogs have. So I don't know. Man. But um, so you're saying I'm a dog? Saying it's a natural maybe. response to the. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're a dog cow. It's instant. Wolf. But anyways, there's a bunch more of these. I mean, I'll send you guys a link. On the topic but... of Kyle being a dog, though, if you were a werewolf or a were creature of some kind, like we would still hang out with you. Oh, thank I think you. He is a werewolf. Yeah, but I no mean, like you would do. actually just become cooler in our eyes. It wouldn't be anything to you know. What if I told you I was a were rat? I, I that would be I sweet. Would believe it. Okay, good. Uh, when I was a kid, I had this Hot Wheels car that was rat. It was basically not a car. It was just a rat with wheels, <laughs> but it was a Hot Wheels car. <laughs> that was my favorite car. I was like, this thing's amazing. It's, I mean, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Man, we're just like fucking memory lane today, huh? Yeah, yeah. The childhood uh, <laughs> lies got to friends. me. <laughs> uh, I do have a question to go with these. Yeah. Um, What's up? And it is when you guys were little or whatever, did you believe anything or did your parents tell you anything that you kind of fell for that obviously isn't real? Um, For example, I'll start with mine. When I was little, I don't know why I'm telling you guys this because it's embarrassing. (laughs) Um, My, we were driving down the road. I lived in Holt and we were kind of out in the country a little tiny bit on Onondaga Road and a bunch of farms out there. And it was right at the beginning of the season. It was just a big old field of dirt. And my dad was like, he turned back to me and he was like, Hey, Jordan, that right there, that's the biggest dirt farm in the USA. And I was like, oh, cool. I, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Wow, that's amazing. Biggest dirt farm. And yeah, I thought that's where dirt came from. <laughs> that's funny. That's good. That's I good was one. real young. Yeah, that's great. Oh, real quick too. He also did this thing. I think a lot of dads probably do this, but every time we went underneath a bridge and it was raining before we got there, he'd be like, "Hey, I bet I can stop. I, I bet I can make it stop raining for a second. <laughs> and I'd just be like, "Oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Magic." Uh, one thing that was like going around my school that I believed in was the Bloody Mary thing where like if you stand in front of the mirror and you say Bloody Mary three times, then like she would come out of the mirror and kill you. 
And I remember one night I was like, you know what? I got to see if this is true. And I went to the bathroom. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and I did it. And it freaked me the fuck out. I was like, she's real. She's real. She's coming to get me. I remember I ran into my room and like, I just got super scared. I might have started crying. I can't remember how old I was when I tried that. It was definitely an elementary school. And... uh yeah, nothing happened, obviously. That was it, but I was traumatized by it. And I, like, even though I didn't die, I was like, I think it's real. Yeah. I feel like it's times like that, too, where the cracks in the walls just happen all the time. Oh, yeah, you hear noises. Oh, yeah, like, I swear time. I heard some. I Like, I don't remember exactly what happened. I just remember, like, getting really freaked out and running to my room. <laughs> That's a good one. The old Bloody Mary. I, I don't have anybody anything anybody uh, like convinced me of. Usually, I feel like that kind of thing happens from either like bullies at school or uh, older brothers. But my older brother ba- bullied me by uh, threatening to kill me, and uh, I, people weren't really mean to me at school, which is pretty cool. But uh, I did have a hard time discerning dreams from reality when I was young, so I would often. There was one dream I really remember as a kid where uh, I almost got eaten by a spider that, like, grew in size uh, and tried to bite my head off. But I remember, like, getting my mom and telling her to, like, get the spiders off me and and get me out of here and stuff like that. So, yeah, not necessarily gullible, but um, just a scared little kid. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's traumatizing. (laughs) Yeah. Me and spiders are cool now, though. Spiders are good. Well, it happens to kids. Happens to adults. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like I wasn't as gullible as I could have been. Because I do remember, like, in elementary school, befriending this kid on the playground that I hadn't really talked to before. And we were, like, on the swings. And then he just was like, yeah, so I see ghosts. And I was like, oh, you do? And I didn't. I remember just not believing him at all. But I, like was intrigued so he told me some ghost stories and they were pretty freaky but i didn't believe them but yeah then he became my friend that knows ghosts so that was interesting and and now he's haunting you he might be i mean i feel like he's still alive probably but (laughs) probably i mean it doesn't mean he can't haunt me i guess well, as we established before only one ghost can haunt at a time yeah but i don't know if that limit applies to people that are alive I feel like anyone well, that's, that's alive could haunt whoever they want, really. True, I mean, not point. legally. I'm sure haunting yeah, crosses some. Stalking. Yeah, that crosses some <laughs> legal boundary. I'm sure. <laughs> I remember a few. I don't know. This is probably like ten years ago now. I feel like I'm old, but um, my uncle told my. They were about to paint their house and told my aunt, "Hey, run up to the hardware and see if they have any quarter inch thick paint." And she went up there and was asking all the employees, like, hey, do you guys have any quarter-inch thick paint? And That's stuff great. Stuff like that is just hilarious to me. That's it's great. Funny. God. But yeah, I know people have screwed with me like that before, and I've fallen for it. I just can't think of any examples. Oh, yeah. I mean, this happened to all of us, I probably. Yeah. yeah. At least once. I mean, I have this cousin that got constipated once, and from the bathroom, I mean, she was really young like four or five tops age wise 
And from the bathroom, all we heard was her yelling, it's coming out sideways, which was hilarious that she, <laughs> that's what she thought was happening. <laughs> that's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. I won't say any names. I'm not going to put anybody on blast, but, you know. I had funny. a cousin who they told, it was they, they, real quick, uh, we're going off, we're going on forever here, but real quick, they told their, uh, it was the beginning of winter, and they were like, oh, you better go get some winter air in your tires, or else you're going to have a hard time <laughs> driving through the snow. That's a good and one. she believed it, she tried finding winter air for a while until they told her it, it's not a real thing. <laughs> uh back when i worked at a different store me and my general manager uh were screwing with a kid and we told him to go get up on top of the uh walk-in freezer and grab the decaffeinator <laughs> you um, told me about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> they kept like they, they'd go up there like is this it no 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 keep looking keep looking it, it, it sort of looks like that just keep grabbing stuff <laughs> eventually it was all cleaned up there <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that was my topic thanks for listening yeah, thanks for sharing, man. That was fun. Would you all shut up? Jesus Christ. What is wrong with you? All right. Today, I would like to share with you guys a game I like to call High Stakes Hollywood. Okay. Ooh. In this game, I'll give you the production cost of one film, and you'll have to tell me mm. if the next film costs more or less than the first. Okay. Kyle and Jordan, you guys are going to go back and forth providing answers. The okay. first to accumulate three correct answers will win the game. If we feel like, that, damn, that was way too easy, I will up that because it's got to be at least a little challenging. Mm. Um, and also, if no one ends up getting three answers, we'll just play until our hard drives are full. <laughs> all right uh-oh here we go i got 89 I hours just, left in me. i just cleared this one out <laughs> speaking of that i just ordered an external but anyway all right um, we do need to actually oh go ahead i might just have a like just the tiny slightest uh advantage here because i was just looking up movie budgets and the uh top 10 uh most expensive movies to make just the other day wow so Again, slight advantage. Damn. I don't know he's the been, ones you picked. He's been researching. But um, we just call that foresight. No, that's wall hacks. All right. Well, we well, do yeah, need exactly. to determine who will go first. So um, oh, have any of you guys done any pre-research and cheated for this game? <laughs> yeah, I- oh, okay. Kyle has. All right. So, Jordan, you're going to go first. <laughs> All right, Jordan. This movie, Rocky... From 1976, cost $4,955,409 to make. Did Men in Black 3 from 2012 cost more or less? And this is with inflation. So Rocky, $4 million. Men in Black 3. What year did Men in Black 3 come out again? 2012. I feel like that was a shitty one, wasn't it? No. I think, it was okay. was, I think that one was okay. Mm-hmm. But you gotta think about it. That's a lot of CGI. I'm gonna say Rocky costs more with inflation. So Men in Black costs less, is what you're saying? Yes. You're wrong. 
Men in, Gla- Men in Black cost over two hundred million to make. Damn it! I I I knew I was trying. I thought it was too obvious, but should have went with my gut. Oh well. All right, Kyle. What's up? This one, The Hobbit: The Battle of the Five Armies from two thousand fourteen, cost two hundred and thirty-one million dollars to make. Did The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog from 2013 cost more or less than that? Um, okay, so CGI is really expensive. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Desolation of Smog had a really big... Like, everything with smog and everything the dwarves did when they were underground or in the, uh, the actual uh, city was pretty extensive. So I'm going to go with... Uh, desolation of smog cost more. You are right. That was two hundred and forty-two thousand dollars, and because you true. got one right, finally we're gonna keep it on the board. So Jordan, this goes to you. Desolation of smog was two hundred and forty-two million dollars. Was Sex in the City from two thousand eight? <laughs> <laughs> Did it cost more or less than that? Less. Less. Yes. All right, you're right. It's got to be less. <laughs> you're right. Okay. It costs... <laughs> I was about to say, if I get that wrong, I, I quit. <laughs> you're right. It, it got uh, $79 million for that one, Sex in the City. $79 million. <laughs> All right. for tossing me the You boat. both have one correct answer so far. Good job. Kyle, we're coming back to you. Sex in the All City's right. on the board. It costs $79 million to make Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. But... Did Bloodshot from 2020, starring Vin Diesel, cost more or less? <laughs> what? Oh, this was Bloodshot. recent, right? Yep. Oh, man. This is from 2020. Is is that number that you gave for Sex in the City, is that the adjusted number for inflation? Or is that the pre? Uh, With inflation. So... Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Um... It's a Vin Diesel movie, so that it has to have a budget. People love throwing money at the dude. I'm going to go more. Vin Diesel movie is more. And you were wrong. That oh, was forty five million dollars. Wow. Yeah. Nice. That was. Uh, like they did a pretty good job. Off. Yeah. 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 All right. New movie on the board for Jordan. You guys are both still at one, correct? So new movie is The King's Speech. From 2010, it cost $17 million to make this movie. Almost 18, 17.8. Did Rogue One, a Star Wars story, cost more or less? <laughs> way more. It had to have been way more. You're right. It cost $237 million to make Rogue One a Star Wars <laughs> hey, story. About- I was about to say. All right, Jordan has two correct answers. Kyle, we're coming to you with Rogue One, a Star Wars story. It cost $237 million to make this movie. Did Fight Club from 1999 cost more? Oh, no, it didn't. And you're right. (laughs) Fight Club cost $94 million to make. Uh, So, Kyle... That gives you two correct answers as well. And the t- the game is tied now. Score is even. My hard drive is getting full. We better Score. hurry. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, we're coming back to you with Fight Club. $94 million this movie costs. 
Did Spider-Man 3 from 2007 cost more or less? I'm trying to remember which one that was. Um, that was the one with the Venom suit. Yep. That's that's Raimi, right? Yep. And it's the one with the uh, black suit dance-off. That's exactly more. the scene I was thinking <laughs> of. Emo Tobey Maguire. Are you saying more? Yeah. All right. And you're right. All right. Do you guys remember how much Rogue One cost? Yeah. $212 million. Spider-Man, no, Spider-Man 3 from 2007 cost $321 million yeah. to make. All right. Yeah. So, Kyle, that's the price you're so, working with. $321 million for Spider-Man 3 in 2007. Did mm-hmm. Captain America Civil War in 2016 cost more or less? Oh, shit. Um, Captain America Civil War? Yep. You said? It, it was more. Pretty sure. And you're more. wrong. It was $248 million. Man, with how much cast they had, do you think they'd be paying that alone? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Score is still tied two to two. Basically, next correct. No, Jordan wins. Oh, yeah, Jordan just I won? Guess. Oh, did he get Spider-Man yeah. right? That's right. Yeah, yeah Jordan Spider-Man won. Right. Yep, Kyle couldn't steal. All right. Nice job, Jordan. Yeah. You know your movie budgets. I mean, Kyle even cheated movie. and did research. I didn't cheat. I didn't do research. I just looked at the top 10 costing movies. And you didn't hack so my brain to find out and, what my topic and was? three of them, three of them are Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Does that certify so, me as a Hollywood that. accountant? All right. One bonus one. Anybody want to do one movie? bonus one where you both can oh, yeah. shout out the okay. answer? All right. Here it is. Highest is Endgame. No, no, it's not. <laughs> highest, highest is seriously on Stranger Tides. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Oh, really? How much did it cost? I'm pretty sure that's million. not adjusted for inflation. Oh, uh, how much? Do you remember? It's four hundred and ten million oh, or okay. high three hundred million after inflation. Gotcha. See, I think those movies do like pirates. I think those movies did insane in China, so they could spend whatever they wanted yeah. on it, basically. Yeah. Um, kind of like Marvel movies. Marvel movies, they can spend whatever they want on them because they sell so well globally. Yeah. Same with Spider-Man, apparently. All right, last <laughs> question. Bonus one. Shout it out. It's for no points. The Shawshank Redemption in 1994 cost $40 million. Did Quantum of Solace from 2008 cost more or less? More. Probably more. Yep. More. $244 million. Nice work, guys. You yeah. both win now. You know what's weird about that, though? Shawshank Redemption is considered the greatest movie of all time. And Quantum of Solace is... Not trash. Like, trash. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's so much shaky can in that movie, it makes you want to throw up. Yeah, that it was hard that's to the watch. Only, that's the only one they really fucked up. Which, yeah. it was still okay, but... The second half of the movie doesn't use shaky cam as much, but it, like the whole first half is just a chase scene on a roof where sickness. it's all handicammed for some reason. Yeah. Did you guys like Shawshank, though? Shawshank's... Never watched it. Shawshank's a good movie. Oh, man. It's amazing. That's the one with Morgan Freeman in jail, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen bits of it, but I've never seen the whole thing. Yeah. I don't have a movie-based question for you guys this week. It was just the game. That's I asked you a lot of questions during the game, so I figured yeah, good point. you were sick of it. <laughs> that was a good game. Uh, movie budgets are fun. It seems like all 
I want to man, it, I want to say AAA Studios, but that's a thing we say in video games. Um, <laughs> but like A list movies are all like two hundred thousand or two hundred million yeah. plus nowadays. Like that's just that's where they that's where they average out. Yeah, the big. I have a trivia question for you guys. Oh, hit me. What is the most successful movie with the lowest budget? Like, comparatively. So, they had a super low budget, but they sold a shit ton. Clerks. That's second. Uh, I know, that's I third, say, a third, I think. Dang. I want to say Get Out, that recent horror movie. I don't know where that is. That, that is pretty recent, but it's Blair Witch Project. Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. Blair Witch Project killed it, and it only cost them like $37,000 to make. That's insane. Yeah, I know Clerks yeah. was a super low budget, too, and ended up doing really well. Yep. Both of them. The second one is pretty low, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course. Game. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, that was fun. Well, that about wraps it up. Join us again next time where we do it all again. And remember, as Snoop Dogg says, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Goodbye. Thanks for listening, and keep an eye out for another episode of Today I Would Like to Share. Yeah, and make sure you look us up on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or any other podcast app of your choice. Once you find us and give us a listen, please leave us an honest review of what you think of the show. You can do so at Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Or send us an email at contact at blamoindustries.com. That's contact at blamoindustries.com.